Hello everyone and welcome back to the Souls Conquest in conversation with this is season 4 I'm Madhurima Sopati and this season is going to be lit I have some amazing guests coaches conquerors entrepreneurs from all around the world who are super excited to share with you their stories who are excited to share with you how they started what obstacles they faced how they overcame it some amazing topics that they are experts at all in hopes to inspire you and to let you know that you're not alone on this journey i hope that today's episode has an amazing impact on you and i'm super excited to get started so let's go baby woohoo hello everyone and welcome to the souls conquest in conversation with silas did i say that right i always uh. It's okay. Close enough. I get I get all types of uh, pronunciations. I get Silas. I get Silas. It's Silas, but Silas. close enough. You know, yeah. I always forget because I always get confused. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so It's much. It's like stylist for... without yeah. a T. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I think go. that 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 might help me remember it because I always end up mispronouncing, and I'm just like. Oh no! What will the world think? What will you think, basically? Um, but yeah, hi, hello, hello, hello! Welcome to the Souls Conquest. I genuinely want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because we have been thinking about this. We wanted to do this, and here we are. So super excited mm-hmm. to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Uh, you know what? You know what? You know what? A lot of us, like I know you. very well a lot of people on facebook might know you but i want you to introduce yourself to the listeners of this podcast who might be hearing from you for the very first time so yeah go a bit crazy tell us about yourself yeah absolutely so my name is silas kim i am the co-founder of atlas assistance and atlas assistance is a virtual assistant hiring agency right so we help coaches consultants service providers um find qualified virtual assistants. Um they're based out of the Philippines and they're amazing. They do all types of different uh administrative tasks um and some technical tasks as well. Um when it comes to my background and you know why I'm qualified to do this, um I've actually been recruiting now um in technical recruiting for about 6 years. Um so I've been in industries like pharmaceutical advertising most recently. Prior to that, I recruited for engineering, IT and clinical research. um and then in my yeah my my most recent role prior to uh to to doing this full time um i actually helped uh double headcount at a digital marketing agency um which ultimately led to a uh, acquisition at the end of 2020 and then uh decided to to go out on my own and do this damn that's that's impressive so i have two questions off of that uh the very first being why we is right like why was this the thing that you wanted to do based off of your experience in hiring and managing yeah so uh, the reason we started and i say we um i started this company with my brother um and the reason we started it um and focused on vas in particular is because we we noticed that there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are really good at what they do uh not so great at hiring Um and then of course there's there's two aspects right not great at hiring and then not great at letting go of the you know the actual work that they have to give to that person that they hire. Mm-hmm. So we thought okay um why don't we go out and help them actually find these virtual assistants right I can apply the skills that I have. Um and we also have some really awesome uh, virtual assistants internally and we 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 see the opportunity we saw the opportunity and we mm-hmm. took it. Um and that's where we've decided to kind of start Um so this is a little bit of a, a springboard right into the next thing uh which we do we're actually in the process of building and we've actually started building as well so we have another uh sister company as well um that helps recruit for all operations talent so whether it's um uh, like a junior project manager all the way up to uh, a COO level hire so uh really trying to cover the entire spectrum of the um back office administrative or operation support and having those people there um to essentially free up visionaries to think right and and do the deep the deep work that they want to do and bring their vision to the world wow that's wonderful 
that's genuinely wonderful and i have another bunch of questions off of it but before doing jumping into that i want sure. to ask why filipinos in particular ah uh, so it's a common place right that that people will find a lot of entrepreneurs will find their uh, their virtual assistants from um there is actually a lot of good uh data behind how trustworthy they are um how hard working they are um and really all those right the different adjectives that you would want to throw up there right um they're really just very very good at what they do um they follow instructions very very well and of course going back to what i mentioned before um i also or we also have our virtual assistants internally um out of the philippines as well so we've seen uh kind of the output firsthand and thought okay uh, why don't we just focus in one place um and then eventually one day yeah i mean we could branch out into other places and bring on other people but yeah philippines just happened to be a good good start and uh so that's that's why we that's why we chose philippines that makes a lot of sense uh i wanted to ask you this so you said that you wanted to um open up time for the visionaries to do the deep work um could you take a deeper dive into that like have you experienced that aspect of it personally that made you want to work on this and focus on solving this particular problem or have you seen this happening a lot of times what was that like you know what where did it come from sure so in my my last role uh when i was the actually i was the sole in-house recruiter at a digital marketing agency yeah right so yeah. we when i got there we were right 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 around like 20 2025 people um and then when i left uh closer to about 50 now when we were finding those people right a lot of the times we were looking for high level senior people to come in um but as a small company of 25 people those people would then come in and then they would have to do all the junior level work on top of the senior level work right so they didn't really have the time to do the deep work and to really think as much as they could have because they were too busy you know renaming files trying to upload the files trying to find them trying to send calendar invites and all those things and we realized well i realized right hey if that's a problem inside of a seven figure company that's been around for 20 plus years then a lot of solopreneurs are probably dealing with similar type of issues right and i faced the same thing when i uh when i started doing this full time uh, luckily i just have an amazing virtual assistant so it's easy for me to to say uh well why don't you just hire a virtual assistant um right so um another part of that is virtual assistants in general will help entrepreneurs really buy back some of that time right the easiest way to think about it is you got an entrepreneur um or really anyone for that matter making 100k a year right us us dollars right that's $50 per hour for an hourly rate right you're not paying a virtual assistant $50 an hour right but if you're making 100k $50 an hour you're spending many many hundreds if not thousands of dollars doing administrative tasks mm. that can be easily delegated to someone else um in this case virtual assistants right that way you can then right go and focus on the the more higher level revenue generating activities in the business mm i love that and i wanted to actually ask you something about this right like as a solopreneur personally i do want to have a team that can help me do you know all this administrative tasks like you mentioned right and also help me with editing with helping you know all the behind the scenes kind of a thing so that i can focus more on content creation and stuff like that but there's also a bit of me that's like you know holding it back because i'm like i don't know if i can trust them and um, i don't know like you know delegation is something that doesn't come easily but you know mm -hmm. internally we are aware that we need to delegate this if you want to do more stuff but there, there's also that kind of like pull back so have you ever experienced that and um, have you seen your clients experience that and if you have what have you done to like you know smoothen out that process basically yeah so um delegation is definitely a skill right it takes uh it takes time to learn it and to flex that muscle before you're comfortable fully letting go um so uh, luckily we have a an exercise called an energy audit right and it's designed to help people whoever's right using this it's essentially a, a template um helps people understand where they're currently spending their energy and time right and where they um 
should be spending their energy and time and what they actually enjoy doing. Everything else you delegate, right? And then we have additional resources that allow you to um, understand how to go about doing that in the simplest way. Um, I, I ask folks, right, clients of ours to say, Hey, what do you want to delegate? Right. And they'll say, you know, XYZ. It's like, great, record a loom video and hand it off to your VA. Simplest way, right? That way the VA can just follow the instructions. They can, you know, the, the entrepreneur doesn't have to repeat themselves. Uh, so in that way, it's, it's very, very convenient. Um, and then the VA could actually take that and then turn it into a formalized standard operating procedure as well, which also further cements, right? Um, how, comfortable um, an entrepreneur, solopreneur in particular, might be handing that off. Um, because of course, you're also covering for the, um, God forbid, you know, someone gets hit by a bus scenario thing, right? Mm -hmm. You want that yeah. business continuity um, by building these processes and systems, um, which ultimately allows right people to um, let go, right? In that way, because you're doing a couple of things at once, right? You're getting your time yeah. back, but you're also building in structure into your business. So you're not the only person that can do everything, right? So. The key question there is every time you do something in your business, you ask yourself, am I the only one that can do this? Or is there anyone else in my business that can do this? Or is there anyone else that I can hire that can do this? Mm -hmm. um, and that's why, yeah, that's why we offer virtual assistants. You can typically step in and address a lot of those. I love that a lot. I love that question a lot, right? Like, am I the only one who can do this? Because then it creates that, you know, it kind of opens up your mind to all the possibilities and you're like, no, maybe like, you know, there are so many other people who are available. So I genuinely, genuinely love that question a lot. Um, my next question to you is this. So you spoke about how you kind of create time, uh, you know, open up time for entrepreneurs to focus on what else do you create? Or if I were to frame it like this, what does you providing or your company at least providing the virtual assistance? to entrepreneurs create for them? Yeah. So what do we create for entrepreneurs as well as for the mm -hmm. virtual assistants? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so for, for clients, it's an entrepreneur. It's uh, fairly straightforward, right? It's where we're giving you time back. Mm. I'll focus on the things that will bring in more revenue. Um, now on the flip side for the, the VAs, for the virtual assistants, uh, we are literally creating jobs, right? Uh, we're creating jobs um, that allow these um, uh, these Filipino uh, workers to not have to leave their houses, right? So they don't have to go and travel two hours or an hour to get to their office, work eight to 10 hours, and then travel another hour, two hours back. And in most cases, they can actually make more money working a lot less time and not leaving their house. Um, through an opportunity like ours. So we've been able to help people add additions to their homes. We've helped people buy new computers, right? All types of different things. Um, and so for me, that's extremely rewarding. Um, and yeah, so we're creating opportunities, we're creating jobs. Um, and then on the flip side, of course, we're creating um, further opportunity for saving money, right? For entrepreneurs, as well as um, potentially going and bringing in more money. So we're creating abundance um, is, is the, the short answer. I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, I genuinely appreciate that you focus both sides of the spectrum. So you focus not only on your clients, but also on your team and team members. And that's extremely important. Um, may I ask, what is the importance of you creating abundance for both your clients and your team, you know, like your VA team, basically? Yeah. So uh, just in general, um, the mission of the parent company, right? Uh, so Atlas Assistance is part of um, 1MT. And 1MT stands for 1 million transformed. And so we, take, we took that and we're, we're applying it now to Atlas as well and just adding one piece. So it's 1 million transformed hours, right? And so really what we're trying to do here is we're trying to... Um, transforming hours of time that entrepreneurs can then take and reallocate elsewhere. Ultimately, if we can create or transform those 1 million hours, right? Entrepreneurs that in turn, they can go and they can transform other people's lives, right? Especially because for us, I mean, 
we, a lot of our clients are coaches, right? Folks that are in the transformational industry. Um, so for us, if we can take off more of the, the, you know, the, the routine, mundane, uh, repeated tasks off of their plate, then they're freed up to then go and, um, well, essentially generate more abundance for themselves. And I mean, who doesn't want abundance, right? right. I know that's what I want. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm out here. Uh, trying to create the same opportunities for others. I mean, I'm especially because I'm in a place now where I have an amazing virtual assistant, right? He does a lot of everything, um, which frees me up to then have conversations like these, um, build more things or SOPs, templates, resources, do research, right? All types of different things so I can better serve the clients as well as the VAs. Yeah, I love that. That is so powerful. And you know, like, I love that part, you know, like who doesn't want to create abundance? So that, that was really awesome. Um, can you share a bit about your journey? Like, how did you start? Like, you know, you have spoken bits and pieces about this in the previous answers that you used to hire and manage, like, but like go back and start from the beginning. If you were to start, where would, you know, which was the triggering thing that led you to all these things here right now? Uh, I don't even know where to start there. So for me, um, when I was in college, I took college very, very seriously. I didn't have any internships. I didn't work or anything. I just did school. And that was my main thing was just to get really good at school. Um, and I did, I did really well. Um, but after graduation, I didn't have opportunities because you need some sort of experience. I, all I had was a GPA, right? Um, ultimately I landed in a, in a job. That I was told would be a combination of like marketing, sales, recruitment. I'm like, oh, awesome. Man. I get to get a little bit of everything. It's just recruiting, uh, which is totally fine looking back now because that got me started on my, on my journey. And that's when I realized, right, when I got into that job, um, that I was actually doing a lot of stuff in college because I was the, the president of my fraternity. So I had to go and right, recruit people to join. Um, and so when I got to that first job, I realized, wow, okay, uh, this is, this isn't so bad. Um, but after about a year or so at a small company, uh, it was like five, 10 people, maybe, um, in the office, I went to a $15 billion, um, staffing firm. So they had processes, systems, and metrics, lots and lots of them, right. Where they were measuring every single thing we were doing. Um, and I did succeed there too. I did well, right. I helped, uh, pharmaceutical companies, find hard to find talent. Um, but then after I left there and then I was actually poached to my, my, my latest position where I helped them grow as well. Um, uh, that's when I figured out, I was like, okay, um, I, I actually do understand, you know, how to do this, right. I understand how to hire people and bring them into organizations. Um, and so, uh, that's what ultimately led to, right. To this, right. To, to what I'm doing now, um, and, and branching out as well to the, the sister, um, company as well. And I'm really just trying to help entrepreneurs rather than helping established massive pharmaceutical giants, right? Just bring, make even more money instead of, instead of that, right? We get to help coaches and consultants and solopreneurs and, you know, lean teams continue to hire, uh, which for me is a lot more rewarding than, you know, just like a faceless, uh, you know, company that we're just serving. So, uh, yeah, yeah does that makes sense. It did. It did. It did. It definitely did. And I have a question off of that. So why, what made you want to focus on entrepreneurs, on uh, coaches, on the little underdog, if you were to say it like that, um, as opposed to the big companies, what made you want to kind of focus there? Yeah, it kind of just happened uh, mostly because uh, like I mentioned, right. Uh, the reason that we even got into this was because um, we realized that a lot of entrepreneurs are just not great at hiring. It's it's a skill, right? It's a whole skill to go find talent, interview them, you know, put together a whole process and do all of that. Um, and so the easiest way for us was Zion had clients, all right? My brother, Zion had clients and uh, his clients needed virtual assistance. Mm. So it was pretty easy for us to to just step in and for me to apply the knowledge that I've gained to support them. Um, and it turns out it's actually really rewarding, especially when you hear some of the the feedback that you get from some of them. Um, one of one of our clients actually recently promoted uh, the virtual assistant to a I think it's a it's like a director of operations position. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Right. But at a small company. So it's not yeah. as if it's a, you know, multi million or billion dollar corporation. It's a small company, but nonetheless, right. It's a, it's an impactful hire um, that we get to provide for them, uh, which, yeah, in some ways I can do the same thing at other companies. Um, in this case, it's, it's just for some reason, just way more uh, rewarding. I guess I, I, I mm-hmm. enjoy being able to help the so-called underdogs. Although we do have some clients that are, you know, not, quite underdogs, but still, um, you know, yeah. what, what's wrong with that? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a figure of speech. Like we are about to rise up. Um, <laughs> my, okay. So this is such a delayed question. I should have asked this to you in the very beginning, but for those of us listening and who are still not aware of who virtual assistants are, how would you define them? Yeah. Virtual assistants are essentially uh, remote professionals that can do just about anything. Um, so for us, we happen to focus primarily on administrative tasks. So they're more or less administrative assistants, right? So they'll handle things like calendar management, uh, so scheduling, email management, data entry, um, all those tasks that are fairly um, mundane, repeatable, but they're necessary. Right? There are tasks that just need to happen in the business for it to function properly. Um, and so there's of course other virtual assistants out there that can do all types of other technical skills. So there's web developers, there's designers, there's all types of other talent. Um, although for us, again, primarily we happen to focus on the administrative um, mm-hmm. professionals. Um, but yeah, they can they can really do anything. Um, so they're just remote um, rather than you know hiring someone within the states and potentially um, bringing them on full time and covering all the other expenses. Um, for us, yeah, essentially just have a, a contractor who can come in, whether part-time or full-time, and handle and um, really own um, parts of the business. That's wonderful. And, you know, I have a question that just popped up and you were speaking about this now. As a burnout soul coach, uh, one of the things that I speak about is how, you know, sometimes you get exhausted if you keep doing the same things again and again and again and again, right? Like, especially if you have to do millions of other things along with that, right? So do you Mm -hmm. think in some form or another, you help entrepreneurs at least remove that particular obstacle that might prevent them from going into burnout? Absolutely. Um, Because a lot of the tasks that uh, that can cause burnout might be the things that you don't enjoy, don't know how to do, shouldn't be doing, right? Um, all the above, right? All the those those negative things. Um, and so in that way, if you continue doing the things you don't like doing, that don't bring you joy, that take away your energy, it's a you know pretty surefire way you're gonna burn out. Um, mm-hmm. So in that way, yeah, we we are absolutely uh, trying right at the very least here to to help our clients. Um, offload a lot of those tasks that they don't enjoy doing, right? That that don't give them energy. That way, they can continue to focus on what they want to focus on. Um, so I I wholeheartedly believe that we are we can help um, not only entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, uh, but their teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, to my earlier example, you know, you don't bring in a hundred thousand dollar employee, right? Pay them a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then tell them to do calendar management, right? Because that's yeah. not a good use of their time, nor is it a good use of the company's uh, resources. So, in that sense, yeah, um, I absolutely believe that we're we're helping to kind of fight the uh, the fight against burnout. Oh, I love that. I love that a lot. Um, I wanted to ask you this. So let's say you have a client. You said that um, in the previous answers, you mentioned that you do an energy audit um, to help them figure out which are the tasks that they can delegate. What else do you provide them before, um, you know, handing off the VA? Is there like a transition process where you are there with the VAs and the clients to kind of smoothen out that process? Tell me a little bit about that. Like, you know, the beginning of the journey, basically for the client and the VA. Yeah. So uh, we have three main steps in our process, right? It's just discovery, matching, and onboarding. Mm. And uh, for me, I've, when I first started doing this, uh, I was pretty adamant that, yeah, now the entrepreneur has to do this thing and then they have to do that thing and they have to put this much time in. And then over time, I realized 
well, that kind of goes against what, what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to free them up, not, not add more stuff to their plate. Um, so in that sense, um, essentially discovery is just a conversation, right? Like this to see if I can help folks, uh, from there into matching where I'll take their requirements, find a virtual assistant, match them up. Um, they have an opportunity to meet and essentially they can't interview the VA if they want to, um, just to really see, right. If they're going to be a good, uh, good match to work together and don't enjoy working together and then through to onboarding. So onboarding, we do provide an onboarding checklist. Uh, we have a number of other resources uh, that we can also provide, whether it's delegation training, um, a, a list of all the other tasks that you can delegate to virtual assistants. Um, and I can be as hands-on or hands-off as possible. I do also have another about eight template long guide as well. If you wanted to go through that to try to map out goals and uh, rocks, for example, for the next 90 days or next month yeah. or next whatever, uh, I've created those templates as well. Um, and, and again, it really depends on the client. Some of them I can hold hands and you know we can really go through it all together. Uh, most of the time, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are scrappy and resourceful. So they'll, they'll take the resources and they'll do what they want with them. Um, and if they have any issues, they can then, uh, you know, reach out and, and we can support them. Uh, but ultimately for us, we're, we're just always there. We, we want to be as flexible as possible, uh, mm -hmm. provide as many resources as we can, but at the same time, not overwhelm folks so that they actually, you know, digest the information and, and put it to good use. Um, but ultimately I think the onboarding checklist is like the most important thing, right? To get started, um, to really, uh, set clear expectations from the start, right? And hit the ground running. And then have a, a fruitful and successful relationship moving forward. Mm, I love that. I I wanted to ask, you said that you match them. So is there like an AI or do you and your team basically sit down and match the clients with the VAs? No AI yet, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. Uh, I'm just applying the skills that I've, I've learned over my, my six-year career. My job has always been um, to take requirements from a hiring manager, whether it's in an agency model, so you know some outside client, or when I was in house from literally from the different leadership team members. I would take the requirements, right, find people, and then um, do my best to present only the best candidates and right put them through the process, coordinate that whole process, and then get them to actually onboarding and so on. So. Short answer is no, there's no AI. Um, it's, it's all in here. Yeah. Um, and what I, what I do is really, uh, we have a quite a lengthy process. So even before, uh, the VAs get put in front of clients, they go through several assessments. So there's a pretty long application with typing proficiency, English proficiency, some technical proficiency. Then they go through a video interview, a chat interview. Um, and then finally they go in front of the client. Um, only after I've actually, you know, asked them several more questions, right, to ensure that they have the skills and experience needed to actually just jump and hit the ground running. So, mm -hmm. no AI, it's a, it's a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you this. So, um, you can ask answer this if you want to. If you don't want to, it's completely fine. I'll remove this part out. But what would be some tips that entrepreneurs need to know before hiring someone into their team what you know if you could share any tips like you know three tips or something along those lines yeah um well i mean the 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 simplest one is resources right do you have the time energy and finances the money right to actually hire someone right mm -hmm. so that's the one thing which would be uh would be resources uh, the other thing would be vision. Mm -hmm. And if you're unclear on what your vision is, then how can you enroll someone into your vision? Right. And the two are tied, right? Because even if you can't pay someone um, what they might be able to earn elsewhere, if you can enroll them into your vision, you can get some serious talent um, without having to pay, you know, ridiculous amounts, right? They're, they're mm -hmm. totally worth it. And don't get me wrong. Uh, but in this case, it's how do you get people uh, that you might not be able to hire otherwise if you didn't have a clear vision right into your organization and get them up and running. Mm -hmm. So resources, um, vision, and then of course, some sort of um, hiring roadmap or, um, oh, well, roadmap and process. Because right? you need to know who to hire, when to hire them. And then when you actually go and, uh, you know, 
try to find people. What's that process look like, right? Is it just a phone interview and then they get hired? Or is it a phone interview followed by a in-person interview followed by an assessment and so on and so forth? So there's a lot that goes behind it. Uh, it takes quite some time. And um, I know this because I've, I've done it. I had to help build processes um, and then rebuild processes when COVID happened and we're working from home. So right, uh, I've seen all types of things, uh, but there's yeah resources, vision. Um, and lastly, it's process and uh, systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful. And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs definitely related to those tips. If you did, you know, seriously leave a like, comment on the video or share this with people who you think this will resonate with and who need to hear this as well. Um, Moving on, I wanted to know what were some of the obstacles that you faced in your journey and how did you overcome it? So like when you were transitioning from, uh, let's say nine to five, for the sake of saying it, a nine to five job to becoming an entrepreneur, what were some of the obstacles that you faced early on in your journey? Yeah, um, early on, uh, the, the biggest obstacle was probably, uh, you know, the, there's this saying about the chief everything officer, right? Um, and as, a, <laughs> uh, as someone with a very, very lean team, right, I just have my <laughs> one assistant, um, going from a role where my main function was just to essentially scroll through LinkedIn and find people and interview them, right? Yeah. Uh, going from that to then having to do, that plus everything else, that was hard, right? So I then got a, a really, really strong taste of what it's like for other entrepreneurs who might be in the exact same position that I'm trying to serve, right? By way of finding the virtual assistants yeah. to help them really get out of their own way um, and help them focus on the right activities. So short answer, uh, for me, it was just focusing on the right things, right? Yeah. It's, it's really making sure that I'm spending my time in the right places. Yeah. Um, luckily, I'm fairly intuitive. So it, it yeah. kind of worked out uh, where it's just like, I don't know if this is the right thing I'm doing, but it, it, it you know, when you mm. look back, you're like, okay, I think it actually was the right thing. So yeah. <laughs> uh, that was nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's focus, right? Cause yeah. that's a, uh, that's a very, very important. Uh, I want to say it's a skill necessarily, but I guess it depends who you ask. Mm. Yeah. Focus. Focus was the, the biggest thing and knowing how to prioritize. Mm. And like, is that something that has continued in your journey, right? Like to where you are right now, or has that as those two aspects, have they shifted or have you added any more qualities, if you were to call that into your skill set, basically? Yeah. I mean, my skill set has, uh, has shifted dramatically. It went from just being uh, primarily recruiting and actually did some sales as well in my previous role. Uh, going from that to doing literally, uh, you know, operations, marketing, sales, everything, uh, that was a little bit challenging. Um, but either way, I, I don't, I don't think my, uh, my, uh, the whole right, wanting to focus, I don't think that's really shifted because mm. that's, that's, that's always going to be something I'll deal with, right? Just like many entrepreneurs, I'll always deal with making sure that I'm focusing on the right things that I'm actually doing the right things on a daily basis. Um, and I'm still working on that. I'd be lying if I said that it's all perfect. I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I think like, you know, most, most folks, right. They're still figuring things out every single day and learning yeah. and growing. Yeah. Um, but lately for me, I've been, um, also been thinking a lot about automations right, and how I can help, um, essentially, um, have these go in and help automate some of these tasks as well, which might be cannibalizing my, my offer a little bit, um, but that's okay. If I can make a greater impact, then yeah. that's what I'm here for. Mm, I love that. What, what would be your tips for new entrepreneurs who are starting the journey right now? Um, what would be your tips for them to focus better and prioritize better based off of your experience? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a, a lot of it starts with, um, being very clear on your vision, right? Because once you get clear on your vision, right? Mission values that acts as a North star, right? Which allow you to then focus and, and drive towards that, toward that rather than, uh, kind of one, uh, wandering aimlessly. 
Uh, so it just be getting very, very clear on what those things are. Um, and realizing, of course, there's the whole Ikigai thing, right? Where it's something that you're right good at and that you can actually make money doing. And I think there's like one or two other, uh, kind of, uh, points to that, but in the middle, right. It's that thing that it's the Ikigai. It's the thing that you actually get to uh, make money that you enjoy and, and that you're passionate about and, and so on. Maybe not the best example because I didn't explain it that well. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> did, right, it's finding it's finding that thing that you actually like that you can make money on or make money doing um, and so on. Um, and if there are entrepreneurs out there that are listening that you know are working full-time jobs and want to do this, um, uh, depending on the situation and what you want to do, it might be better to stick to the job and do it as a side hustle. In other cases, it might be better to, to leave the job and just focus on this full time. It just really depends on your risk tolerance, um, your current situation and uh, I mean, resources. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs and I was one who decided to um, like my situation was completely different. Again, like I happened to quit my job because of the pandemic and then all this coaching parts of it came into being and then I was like doing this full time. But, you know, that is some really good advice is to stick to the job and do this as a side hustle and then bring your focus into it if you see good results happening because I've seen a lot of people just jump, right? Like they're like, never mind, we are just going to jump. It's good, but then again, it depends on the resources that you have. If you have plenty amounts, you know, like if you have good amount of resources to kind of be the safety net um, that you can fall back on, yeah, go crazy. Like, but like again, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what you said, me. But also depends. Yeah, right. It depends on 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 the person because mm-hmm. some folks, um, they might say, well, if you have a safety net, you have a plan B, uh, and yeah. that means you won't drive as hard to plan A, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, that's why risk tolerance is so important. Um, that mm-hmm. works for some people, um, not for others. So yeah. it really depends on the person, I think. Right? Don't, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there's a, a you know one size fits all oh, yeah. of recommendation for this. Definitely. Yeah, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Like I'm learning as I am coaching and as I'm, you know, being um, into spirituality. I've learned a lot of times that spirituality is again, like not a one size fits all, right? Like my version of spirituality might be completely different from yours. I know um, you love to play rugby and that can be an aspect where you are feeling grounded and you are feeling aware of where you are. For me, that can be reading books for me that can be dancing in the middle of the night and singing on the top of my wife's to scare the neighbors or something along those lines. But it differs again, burnout is something similar to that. It's unique to every person. It can be something similar. Like the reason why I face a burnout might be similar to what, why you face it, but it's not completely the same picture. Right. So I love that um, entrepreneurship is also as I'm learning, right? Like it's also something that's unique to every individual. So yeah, I definitely love that a lot. My next question to you is this, as this is a spiritual podcast, I wanted to know, do you have any self-care routines or spiritual routines that you include in your life, in both your work life and your personal life? Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I've been meditating now probably since 2015, 2016. Um, I wish I could say I do it every single day, but I don't. Um, most most days I try. <laughs> so meditation is uh, is a big one for me. I use the Calm app. I used to use Headspace, but now I use Calm. Mm. I like the guided meditations. Um, and and to your point, right? There's so many different versions of spirituality and what spirituality means to whoever, right? Um, I used to be a little bit more uh, religious growing up in a religious household. My my dad's a pastor. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you. Um, so yeah, so yeah. that that can be a little bit a uh, little bit different, right? Because uh-huh. he's you know coming from a, a whole different perspective, um, mm-hmm. and kind of growing up with that perspective was was a little bit difficult because I didn't want to feel like oh am I doing the wrong thing by you know um, not like praying and reading the Bible type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my main thing would be meditation. Um, I mean, self-care in general, I um, could do better. Uh, I, I tend to tend to work quite a bit. 
Mm. Um, but lately I've been doing a lot more of rugby, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, about two hours each day. Um, mm. and then going to the gym, I uh, started going with my, my, one of my rugby buddies. So, um, interestingly on Tuesday, I went to rugby for two hours. I'm sorry. I went to the gym for two hours. I went to rugby for two hours. So that's four right. hours of working out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing because I actually enjoyed myself. And then, yeah, for me, I think my, uh, my self-care in general is just working on my hobbies, right. And just trying mm-hmm. to find, well, making sure I find the time, uh, to work on the hobbies, to work on my, my body, right. Workouts, stretch, um, get up and walk around and, um, and, and grow my brain. So for me, it's just, right. I'm, I'm at a point now where I just can't stop learning. Um, I, I just, I keep on trying to devour as much information as possible. Um, and then I have to go and apply it. Um, but no, I think just the, the mindfulness meditation and audiobooks. um, for me, I think audiobooks are almost like a meditation as well, especially when I'm driving and I just like zone out and listen to the, listen to the audiobook. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, yeah. Meditation and yeah. everything else. <laughs> I would say though, don't zone out while driving because that sounds scary as hell. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, there there have been times where I've been walking around while listening to audiobooks and I've been so engrossed that I have like walked way ahead of where I was supposed to go. And I'm just like, hold on a second, where I'm right now. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my next question is this. What is, what has been uh, your soul's conquest and what is shaping up to be your current soul's conquest? So how, how, how else could you rephrase that question? Cause when I, when I, when I think about it, I'm like, you know, yeah. What's, what's a, what's an appropriate answer. For that? <laughs> so I, I would say this, I'm sorry. My dog is literally behind my table, shaking it. Like, give me attention. <laughs> No, yeah, go to okay. sleep. <laughs> so I would say it like this, right? So um, when I think of a soul's conquest, it's kind of like this. Um, if you have ever played video games, it's like you have the main quest, but you have the side quests that give you, gives you the resources. Let's call it that, you know, like um, battle equipment or healing potions and stuff like that. That helps you in the main journey. So when I say soul's conquest is basically like, what are you currently working on that will help you live your life better? If that makes any sense or <laughs> I would, I'd look, like I'll rephrase it if it didn't. Yeah. I mean, um, when we take a stab at it, right. So go, go for it. Like there's no wrong. Answer, right? So, <laughs> yeah, <I'd>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, so the question is, what's one of my soul's conquests, right? Yeah. What's like shaping up? Yeah. Like, okay. so what has been your soul's conquest in the past? Something that you had to focus on some, some kind of a thing that you were focusing on. Let's call it a goal. What was a goal that you were focusing on in your past? And what is something that is currently shaping up to be another goal? And when I say goal, like the biggest goal that you can think of in your present situation yeah so for me right now uh, my biggest thing is obviously the business yeah. uh, it's just to, to grow the business but yeah. on the side um i am such a nerd um it's it's a little bit painful uh, so i've been uh exploring all types of different tools technologies and mm. softwares um, which can be a massive time sunk uh but I just enjoy it. I don't know why. Uh, I, lately, I've been spending a lot of time on ClickUp, right? Because I want to learn how I can um, essentially transfer that information to the VAs or to to my clients, right? So a lot of the times I try to think about whatever I'm doing, how can I bring it back to the business? Um, but then, of course, there's the personal things, right? Like all the different mm-hmm. hobbies, like, um, like, like fitness, right? Like working out, rugby, uh, longboarding. Right, all these different things, and then of course, on top of that, there's all the the content and creative layers like mm. filming, photography, right, and the, the video editing, the whatever editing, uh, photo editing, right, all of those things. And so for me, it's um, they're almost all related, and like it's mm. it's like I make these decisions based on intuition. Yeah. Um, but then I when I reflect back, I go, huh, 
I think I've actually made the right decision by learning how, you know, like my audio setup, right. My video oh. setup, my lighting, right. All these things are things I just learned because I was curious right, yeah. about it all. Um, and then it's, it's coming to a point where it's all intersecting where mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh wow. I get to actually apply skills from all these different parts of my, my life um, in a way where I just feel like I can be, um, once I unlock a few other things, um, you know, kind of get out of my own way. Um, I think I'll be a, a, an unstoppable beast, uh, but I'm working towards that, right? Is, yeah. is, um, is, is just how do I bring it all together and, and really just move forward and, and just um, express myself and, and actually be myself and just um, enjoy life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. right now and, and up until now, it's just been just learning, 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 learning as much as I can. Um, and then of course there's a teaching aspect. I actually wanted to be a teacher when I Ooh. graduated college. Yeah. And then uh, Zion's like, dude, just go into business. You can be a teacher anytime. I'm like, All right, that's fair. So, so here we yeah. are. Um, yeah. so yeah. So it's like learning and then being able to teach, I think is a short answer, right? Cause yeah. that's, that's kind of where I come from. It'd be really cool if I can help people by learning one thing that I'm interested in and then yeah. share that with someone else. Yeah. And I can help impact other people's lives. That would be, that's, that's awesome. That's, uh, yeah. that's what I'm available for, for sure. Yeah. I love that. And you know, in a way I feel like I wouldn't want to assume, but I, I do think that, you know, in a way you probably do mentor a lot of your um, VAs that you onboard on your team um, that then go on to be parts of other teams. So in a way, I do think that you are teaching a lot of people and um, that's wonderful, right? Like, you never know where that moment of spark comes from and what that moment of spark is for someone else. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have two questions from your previous answer. And one of them is, would you say that your business is your business, at least from your personal perspective is um, intuition driven mostly because you have mentioned that word a couple of times in this podcast. So I wanted to know. Um, in a lot of ways, yes. Um, I would say yes. Right. In- intuition driven. Um, however, it's intuition that's on top of a layer of systems and processes and data. Right. Mm. So we've, we've created a, a solid process. We've created solid systems. And then on top of that, we've been applied intuition when it matters and when data and process and systems can't actually tell us what we need to know. Mm. A good example is since we don't have AI, mm. right? Uh, the best that we do is we'll, we'll, we'll connect the dots from what someone's looking for and what VAs can provide. And intuitively, um, and I mean, some of it's not really intuition. It's just black and white. It's like someone's looking for a, you know, COO um, from a VA. It's, it's not going to happen, right? Other times they're looking for maybe someone a little bit more senior. And intuitively, you can you can kind of gather what they're saying and, mm. and go about it that way. Um, and then, of course, um, when it comes to building different resources and different templates and uh, and things like that for clients, um, I mean, some 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 people there. I think there's two schools of thought, right? There's the one mm-hmm. where you ask you ask your clients what they want, and they'll tell you. Um, and then the other one where you don't ask them, and you just build something that's just different. Because you ask them and they'll tell you they want something better, not something different. Yeah. Right? I want to create stuff that's different, not just better. Right. I want yeah. better and different. That way it's it's just more unique and it's a, a better experience for people and not something that they've seen a million times. Right? I want it to be more refreshing and helpful. So yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um my Next question is this, and again, it's a personal question, so you have um, the ability to say no and not answer this question. You said that a lot of times you get in your way, right? Like you get in your own way. How has that particular thing shifted from when you were transitioning to where you are right now? Like what are the ways that you get in your own way, basically? Um, well... I used to get in my own way a lot more because I didn't trust my intuition as much. Mm. It's taken time, experience, and just, uh, yeah, time and experience, right? To finally get to a point where, uh, well, I mean, 
I was also told several times by people that I know that like, wow, it's really intuitive, right? Um, so it took that kind of validation uh, for me mm-hmm. to finally um, realize like, oh, okay, uh, maybe I am that because you told me that. Um, and then that's, that's really allowed me to get out of my way in some instances mm-hmm. and to really focus on my strengths. Um, so it's not an easy, uh, not an easy journey to go down, right. Of self exploration, um, and really figuring out kind of how to get out of your own way. Um, but for me, yeah, when I made that transition from, uh, the corporate world to, uh, kind of the entrepreneurial world for me, a big, big thing was just realizing that I got to trust myself more. I, I, I know a lot more than I give myself credit for. Um, and the perfectionist thing, just like we were talking about before, that is that is so real, right? The yeah. perfectionists in me, the, the imposter syndrome, all of the above, right? They all mm-hmm. continually come up, um, and that's when it's important to to really ground into your um, mindfulness, meditation, and spirituality practices, and then trust yourself, right? That's mm-hmm. what allows me, at least, um, to get out of my own way and just right focus and allow myself to grow. Um, but in the past, yeah, I've, I've allowed myself to play small, but now that it's, uh, you know, 2022, it's, it's time, right? I got, uh, yeah, I gotta, yes. I gotta step it up. <laughs> I hear you. Oh my gosh. And I just want to mention this to any entrepreneur who's starting out right now, you will face imposter syndrome and perfectionism come up at every single point of your journey, right? Not only when you're starting, but like way into a couple of years down the line, when you're going to start something new and it's going to be something important, you are going to have that come up for you and that's completely normal. So I just wanted to put it out there, right? Because a lot of people think that if we were at that particular level in our life, we wouldn't be facing situations like this, but it's a different scenario. It's a different kind of an imposter syndrome that comes up for you. Then it's a different, uh, there's a lot of, different stresses and pressures for you to be perfect when you are at that particular point of time in your life. And I don't say this to scare you. It's just a reality. And it's the same thing that helped you in the past that's going to help you in the future with a few tweaks and, you know, a few different tricks and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that, Silas? Yeah, no, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. Like every, every, uh, (laughs) uh, every entrepreneur ultimately is a human, Mm, right? And most humans tend to deal with those things, I think. Right. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I think there are some people that, uh, that aren't as, um, Mm. uh, focused on perfectionism and they're more focused on just, you know, getting things done. Yeah. Um, all the power to them. Right. And I'm working toward Mm. that too. Yeah. Um, so for those that are listening, right? It's, Hey, if, if you know, you, you, you really have a high risk tolerance, you don't care if things are perfect and you like to take max massive action. Entrepreneurship is, uh, is, is a good, good, good path to go down. Uh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, we just gotta, yeah. So it, it's just important to obviously, you know, again, have a clear vision, right? Know where you're going, where you want to land, mm. um, and, and so on. So I think you, you covered most of it in, in, in what you said for sure. Yeah. It's just, tough to generalize, but I think mm. between, between you and I, we can, we can relate and say, yeah, there's, you're going to see a lot of these you know things, especially fear, right? Cause there's yeah. a lot of fear in entrepreneur, mm. <laughs> entrepreneurship <laughs> yeah. uh, you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, you know, like what you said made a lot of sense because, um, when I was starting my podcasting journey, I was afraid of getting in front of a mic and saying what I wanted to say, because I was like, what are people going to think? And now that I'm starting my YouTube journey, which genuinely started a couple of days ago, I was scared. Like I postponed putting uh, my stuff out there on YouTube for like three to four months because I was like, I don't have time to edit. What if it's not perfect? What if it's not this, that, this, that? And, you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there and we'll see. But getting till that point took three to four months. So definitely fear has different faces, I think, at different points of time in your journey. So, yeah, I resonated with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, My question to you is this um what is something that has recently happened in your life that has impacted you the most hmm. 
something that's happened to me that's impacted me the most. Oh. Um, I would say it's just um, um, being able to, yeah, getting into the container, right? Mm-hmm. Of um, with a lot of these coaches, right? Yeah. So in the past, probably 2021, well, starting in the end of 2020, um, mm-hmm. up on, and through 2021, um, I've had the chance to to spend time with lots of coaches, mm-hmm. um, whether it's the the the, the Kaboom crowd um, or whether it's folks that are just right in Zion circle, some of his friends out in San Diego or in Austin, um, or when they were vacationing out in Mexico as a, as a crew, um, I've had the opportunity just to to be around some amazing people. Um, and to really understand, excuse me, why, right. Why coaching even exists as an industry. Cause I think there are a lot of people out there that don't really know what coaching is. It's still fairly new, although it is absolutely taking over and it's going to, it's a billion dollar industry that's only going to grow. Um, So (laughs) yeah, I mean, for me though, it was just being in in their presence, um, seeing how people carry themselves, seeing like the the language they use. Oh, excuse me. Right. And just, yeah. And just being, um, being right. And, and starting to figure out more about myself and how, um, especially through the conversations that I've had with a lot of people. Um, so yeah, um, I guess more specifically, um, was also when, uh, I went to, to Cabo in June, mm. uh, for, for Zion's birthday for his 30th birthday. And he invited 30 people, um, roughly. So there was about 30 people there, all right. Entrepreneurs for the most part. Um, I was there with my, at the time girlfriend and, my my dad was there too. It was it was just a it's a crazy experience. And then uh, about two three days into the experience, uh, I think we were there for, for four or five days. Can't even remember. Um, I just you know randomly said, "Hey, I'm gonna propose to to uh, to my girlfriend." And they're like, "What?" All right. So I just sprung it on them. And then in front of 25, 30 people, um, you yeah. know, I, I I don't like to speak publicly, but mm-hmm. I went out there and, you know, pretended like I was going to say something nice about Zion. And I did like a little bit. <laughs> and then I transitioned into, uh, right. Proposing, uh, to my girlfriend, right. Oh. In front of 20, 25 people, 30 people. It was, it was absolutely terrifying. Um, but just being in that, right. In that space and being with those people, um, it just, it just didn't feel like as nerve wracking as I guess, as it, as it mm. could have, because yeah. I knew that the energy was just so, so strong and so, so pure around me. And, and it, it made me feel comfortable enough to do it. Even with people I just met like two days ago watching. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, no, it was kind of a long answer, but definitely loved it a lot. Um, I did pick up something and I wanted to ask you about it. You said that sure. you're exploring yourself right now. How has that helped you? You know, like, in your personal life, you're exploring yourself and learning more about yourself and learning to validate yourself and love yourself. How has that helped you in the entrepreneurial side of yourself, basically? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, the more, the more I learn um, about myself and about um, just like human nature in general, mm-hmm. um, the more I realize, again, it's just everyone's human. Right? Mm-hmm. And so everyone can relate. And the more authentic that I am and the more human that I am when I'm, you know, in front of people, I've learned that that's, that's been, um, the most effective, <laughs> right. <laughs> Rather than yeah. trying to pretend, right. And trying to, trying to be someone that I'm not, mm-hmm. um, which I think I've spent a lot of time trying to do that. Um, so for me, it's, yeah, I think just working on myself will ultimately translate to, um, being who I want to be. Um, and, and really showing up for people, um, and not being afraid to, to, you know, yeah. share the knowledge and the, the experience that I have, because I guess I forget sometimes that, mm. you know, the things that I do aren't, you know, not everyone does them. Right. So, uh, yeah. I take for granted what I know at times. So I don't give myself enough credit. Um, mm. but now that I'm, I'm working on it more and, and more clearly seeing it and having conversations yeah. with, you know, the team and stuff, it's, um, I'm starting to realize um, more and more how my personal life can be absolutely applied to my my business life and yeah 
Yeah, right in the middle of yeah. it. Love it. Love it a lot. Um, it's time to celebrate ourselves, right? And it's time to celebrate. Um, I feel like that's something that's important in 2022. A lot of us are aware of where we are in our journeys, um, thanks to 2020 and 2021, that, you know, a lot of things came up, a lot of things we tried to understand, and there was a lot of time for self-exploration. So I think it's time that we all genuinely celebrate ourselves. So I I love that little um, insight. Um, I want to ask you one last thing, and that is what would be the one last thing you would leave my listeners with? Hmm. Hire a virtual. So I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. Um, you can say that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not that. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, self-focused or whatever word I'm thinking of here. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would think. I would say. I would say. Um, you don't have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm. Uh, you just do not have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Okay. I do that. I literally am sore back here because I'm, you know, it feels like I'm literally holding the weight of the world on my shoulders. Mm. It turns out there's people out there that can help you accomplish your goals, you know, achieve yeah. your dreams, yeah. um, do all the things that you want to do in life. Um, while at the same time, you can change their lives. Right. And, I mean, this way, yeah, I'll, I'll be self-serving for sure, right? VAs, if you really think about that, right? A lot of VAs really enjoy a lot of these tasks that entrepreneurs absolutely hate doing. And at the same yeah. time, they can earn a living doing it. You change their lives, right? They can then help their families. Just They can be with their families. They can support their families. Yeah. Right? And they can make an impact on businesses. It's mm -hmm. a win-win-win-win, right? I, I, yeah. yeah. Right. So for me, it's... Right, just understand that there's a time and place though. Not mm -hmm. everyone needs to hire right away. There are certain points in the, in the business where it makes sense to, to bring on support and bring people on. Um, mm -hmm. but so ultimately the message is, um, don't be afraid to receive support. Right. And, and don't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Right. Help cool. is there. Support is there. Uh, there's yeah. a, a loving community, um, especially with the, the coaching industry growing the way that it's growing. Um, yeah, there's, there's just so much out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't stop exploring and, um, yeah, really just receive, right. Be open to receiving. Mm, I, I love that a lot. And what you said resonated with me because for the past few days, I've been obsessed with the movie Encanto. I don't know if you have seen it yet, but it's a wonderful movie. And there's this song in it called surface pressure. Mm -hmm. And what you said made like made me instantly connect to that because as an eldest sibling, you know, elder sibling, not eldest, elder sibling, I have that sense of having to hold the entire thing on my back, right? And that happens a lot of times. And it also happens with entrepreneurs because when you're starting out, you're just like, I am the one that has to do it all because who else will do it, right? Like, mm -hmm that concept is there. So I loved that. Like, you know, ask for help and receive, um, and you don't have to carry it all on your own. So love that a lot. Um, thank you so much. This was such a wonderful conversation and I loved having you here. I loved sharing your message and your thoughts with the community. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you for the invite. Yay. Super excited. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for staying till the end, you guys. Let me know if you had the urge to pee after listening to today's word of the day. Let me know if you're hydrated enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? Anyways, let me know if you had an amazing takeaway from today's episode. If you did, please take a screenshot of this podcast episode and write your takeaway. Tag me at Madhurima. That is M-A-D-H-U-R-I-M-A underscore freedom soul coach tag me on instagram you can also rate and review on apple podcast i'm extremely excited for you to listen to our next episode Ooh, before i go if you would like to support this podcast 
please head over to the link in the description of the podcast. There will be a way for you to support us on Patreon or just share this episode. That goes a really, really long way. Share this episode with people that you think would genuinely learn a lot from it. And I'll see you in the next one. That's it. Bye.